Good evening, and welcome to the Elite Dynasty Podcast. I am your host, Eric Vondon, along with my two trusty co-hosts, Chad Patterson. The most trusty. How, how are you, sir? I'm doing very well, Addison. It's good to be back. Great to, great to be back. I'm very excited. We took uh, two weeks off. Unfortunately, a lot of stuff was going on in our lives. As you know, we're um, very busy people, saving the world, and pretty much doing everything that we do every day. Um, Eric, don't be so humble. Please tell the listeners the big news in your life. Of course, of course. So uh, one of the main reasons why we, we took the hiatus off was due to the fact that I was lucky enough to get engaged to my oh, longtime yeah. girlfriend. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. We were going on uh, almost eight years in October. Damn. I decided to uh, to pop the question this, uh, this, this weekend. It was very nice. What a lucky gal. And she said yes. She said, yeah, I'm shocked. I had no, no reason to say yes. Um, but yeah, she did it. Convinced her. Probably, probably before this podcast, it was an if, but now your pedigree is that much higher. Yeah, my draft. <laughs> you yeah. also such a podcast. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely marrying up. I'm like, I'm basically, it's like Game of Thrones, or I'm merging with a better house, you know? Like the reference, because that was on last night. It was on it was last epic. night, and it was a great first episode. Great first episode. Uh, any any comments you'd like to make without spoiling? I think it, I think it set up the rest of the season well. Very, very well. I've heard mixed reviews today from a lot of people. But I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. Yeah, I was surprised that some people didn't like it as much. I guess because they wanted huge action and stuff, but that's not what you're going to get here. It's, yeah. I think it's going to be similar to like season two, where they blew all of their budget in like two or three episodes. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to be a lot of setup, and then just out of control violence. Yeah, it's going to be sick. Well, there is a final season, right? Yeah, there's one more after this, but it's only six episodes. So they're probably going to set up a lot for that, if I had to guess. I don't yes. know what type of show it is, but people... I, even the things I've read that I don't know, people think yeah. this season could be... Not slow, but like a development for the final season. I could see it, which is fine. Yeah, I don't hate it as long as it's back. Is really what it comes down to. Well, it, it is, is back. back. Yeah, it is. Um, do you remember when we made our our rap song? That was one of the intros. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, so my co-host may be humble and um, refuse to unveil the greatness into the world, but we made a rap song back in the day. Um, Chad, I believe, deleted it. But it was great, and that was uh, one of the intros. You'll uh, you have to just be there, you know. Um, so that being said, I don't know what you're talking let's about. Jump yeah, in, let's carry on. Jump recall. into some fantasy football. Watch the waves crash on the show. Um, <laughs> uh, QB news. We're gonna jump into the one news uh, item that we have for our QBs, and that's Mike Lennon. Uh, a little tidbit came out today stating that he's actually gonna start every game this season. Do you buy into it? Um, Especially they just traded up to pick two overall to take Mitch Trubisky, Mitchell Trubisky, my apologies. Do you think he's going to start every game? I'm buying it. I'm buying it. Mike Lennon's a serviceable quarterback. Let uh, Mitchell Trubisky kind of learn a little little bit from him, learn the ropes a little bit. Not that he's an amazing teacher, but he's a very... He's average to above average quarterback. He has some good years in San Fran. Uh, Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, sorry. Tampa Bay. And... um, yeah, I mean, why not? I mean, the Bears aren't really going anywhere this season anyway. So why why can't he have 16 games to just get better? Give it a shot. Yeah, give it a shot. I think the leash will be short. I think they're going to go in, like, yeah, you're the starter. There's no reason to throw the rookie into... Because I guess, I mean, I think their offense isn't too bad. I don't know like how their offensive line is, but they have Howard. They have Shaheen. They have some wide receiver weapons if Kevin White can be what we want Kevin White to be. I like Meredith and... They have a bunch of other kind of like average wide receivers, but it's it's something. They have, they have depth at the wide receiver position, even though it might not be elite, but they have some weapons. Um, but yeah, I think 
I think he'll have the starting role until, you know, till he has like a one or two blowout games. I don't think it'll be that early. If it's, you know, four weeks in, will he have the least short? No, but I could see halfway through the season if the Bears are have one win, you know, why not throw the rookie out there and just let him take out the rest of the season, knowing you're going to finish, like, as a bottom team. Yeah. I've always liked Glennon. Um, I'm happy he's actually finally getting a shot. I mean, obviously, he had somewhat of a shot in Tampa Bay, and then they went and took Jameis Winston, who's one of the best quarterback prospects to come out in his last decade. So really not the fairest shake there. We know he's mm-hmm. not the greatest quarterback, but I think he can be a serviceable starter. Mm-hmm. I just, like I said, I don't know how long that leash is going to be, or even if he's going to produce. He could be similar to like the Brock Osweiler situation, where he was kind of riding the bench the whole nine, the upside, 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 and then go to the Texans and throw seven picks a game. Um, I'm rooting for him. I, I think he will he will start the majority of the games. I just don't know if it's all sixteen. Yeah, as uh, if I had a Kevin, if I, if I had Kevin White or Meredith or any of those guys, I'm probably happy about this news more so than if they were going to go with Mitch, wrap the back because there's obviously going to be that learning curve. I'd probably rather have as a Howard owner. Because we have the rookie quarterback in there, probably going to run the ball more, probably going to throw the tight end more. But either situation, you know, I don't think there's going to be elite production at wide receiver for any of these, whoever's playing quarterback. So as a Howard owner, I'm, I'm cool with whoever plays quarterback, honestly. Yeah, I think he's I think he's a good, fantasy-wise, he's a good value backup quarterback to have on your bench. Why not? Who, Mitch? Yeah, or yeah. no, um, Glennon. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. So in, in our in our league, are you are you throwing a pick for Glennon? Maybe a fourth? Not a fourth, probably like a fifth. Okay, I have a fourth. I maybe there's some other guys that are cut that if if they're there, I'd rather have them. Some other veterans. Oh, he is. That's actually perfect. He's um he is he is available. Well, I'm saying there's a couple other yeah, guys yeah. I'd rather have. Absolutely. But if somehow they get scooped up, because I don't think backup quarterbacks a huge priority in our league at least. It's you know it's only one QB starting, yeah. and usually guys just pick up that quarterback for one week on the bye week. But, I don't know, we'll see. I mean, for me, I have Bortles, a little shaky, could be toward when he has, does have a bye week. So, you know, Glennon could be someone I may look into. He could be my starter. Absolutely. Yeah, this is, this is, I feel like, the first real year that teams have had a QB need in our league. With trainers starting Colin Kaepernick. Um, mm-hmm. Josh has an aging Breeze and Brady, although they're not now, but could be something he wants to invest in. Yeah. Now for later. There's, uh, yeah. put it out there. This okay. advantage that he's in Chicago... But, I mean, yeah, I don't see why he can't be an, a, a serviceable bench quarterback. It's more Absolutely. of a need, too, because, I mean, I guess Dak is producing good fantasy, but it hasn't seemed like there's been as much hype for the quarterback in the last at least few drafts, I think. Like, Goff didn't really pan out. We'll see about Wentz. It wasn't like when, you know, when we drafted our inception league, we had Mariota and Wentz. Oh, yeah, they were much, high, much more like highly touted. More Correct. locks. Like, I think Mariota won the second round, and... I don't think a quarterback would ever go in the second round. Well, that's that's until... next that's next year with mm-hmm. Josh Rosen and Darnold and um, Josh Allen the whole nine. There's a lot of them coming out next year. So, so maybe not a good you know for Josh. To Correct. Come yeah, could be, could be pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, let's move on to running back because we actually have a decent amount of running back news. Um, we'll start out with uh, Deontay Foreman, um, recently just arrested for marijuana possession or um, charged with marijuana possession and guns and and gun. So I don't know if he's fully arrested, but. He was charged, um, which I believe his lawyer was trying to defend that he had nothing on him, but at this point it's just hearsay. We don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But it's an interesting interesting turn of events because a, a guy going in rookie drafts, possibly late first round, early second round, now realistically he's going he's to fall. Um, where do you think he falls? How much do you think it impacts him? You know, his attorney said, and of course an attorney would say this, that he wasn't in possession of marijuana, he wasn't in possession of a gun, or maybe he was, but it was legally carried. Mm-hmm. 
I'm staying away from this guy because this isn't the first kind of negative connotation we've had about him. I remember early on in in uh, maybe a couple months ago, he showed up to camp or OTAs overweight and out of shape. So I mean that's that's a red flag right there. And then to add this on top of it, even if he is acquitted. You know, I don't think I think that's another red flag, and it just leads to more and more negative things. Um, his stock is slipping. We, we I was talking to Ed about this yesterday. He he was projected to once go seven or eight overall in our in our rookie draft this year. Um, now, maybe mid to late second. I mean, that it's me personally. I'm not sure who would take a shot on him. I personally wouldn't. At 19, I think I have. So I wouldn't draft him there, but it, it, it's interesting his his kind of fall from grace so far. It's only been a few months, so. But I think part of it why it was there was the college hype. He had like the 2,000 rushing yards or whatever coming in, and then he didn't perform at the combine, right? But had a good pro day. So I think the non combine, you have to take that. I guess is a good red flag a little bit. You know, he's naturally guys will rise above him who did perform, maybe outperformed. And because you know, it's all positions, this isn't just a running back draft. So he slipped a little bit. He was projected to me around 15. I'm hoping something comes out in the next 12 days that because I was, you know, targeting him. I, I don't know if this scares me enough. I'm going to have to do more research into him if he had any college issues. I don't really know offhand if he had, had a CD pass coming into this. Maybe this is just a one time incident. Um, I don't think his, his roster, um, you know, making his is in jeopardy here unless it's like super serious but i'm not gonna rule him out for me at 201 quite yet i'm gonna see who else maybe i can draft there and like i said see how this plays out in the next two weeks before because he is productive we've talked about him before i'm not a huge lamar miller fan although i like him i don't love him and um yeah i'm not i'm not completely selling my foreman stock yet no, I'm I'm not either. I think he will fall. I think he'll be a, a mid second round pick, but I think someone will still take advantage of the upside there. Um, Nick has three seconds, so I mean he's a team that could take a shot at him. And he loves. He could be more of a Nick player. He could not be more of a Nick player. He might take him at sixteen. Sure, yeah. it'll be him or Joe Williams. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> um, which I was actually just reading now. I was trying to see if he had a, an in, uh, a past history of. Uh, law breaking the whole nine, but apparently he had to deal with his son's death, which I did not know um, during his senior year of his season. So that's that's horrible. Um, yes. But if if it means anything, he's probably extremely motivated to yeah. kind of play for his son. You know what I mean? Didn't know that. Um, neither, neither did I. So in all honesty, I still think he's a mid second round pick. I don't know I how he pans out, but I would still be willing to take the upside there. That's where I'd have him too, about mid second. Yeah, but it's just amazing that, like I said, he was. Yeah, basically, he's going to fall to be a like whole round later. Third or fourth well, running back t- th- off the board. Think about, think about Juju Smith. Juju Smith was a Same potential top five pick. He's now. We he don't know where he's going to go. He hasn't fallen quite as much, though, I feel like. I, I, feel I would like argue Juju he fell more. Do you think, you think so? You yeah, think Juju, yeah. Juju, Juju at the start of last year was projected top four or five. Yeah, he was. was but like, do you th- who do you think will go first, though? Due to, due to this, I think Juju goes first now. Okay. I think Juju goes in that, that I agree with you. 17, 18, 19 range. Yeah. And then Foreman goes like 20. Yeah. I can see it. Um, so that's an interesting piece of news. Um, other other poor decision-making news. Ezekiel Elliott um, getting charged with... What was the, the official charge? It was, it was a bar fight. And he hasn't been charged yet. So this, this news is more on top of a looming 
possible suspension from a domestic violence issue that's been going on. Yes. It seems like for a year. I don't know when the first news broke about it, but I feel like I've been hearing about this Zeke thing forever. And I thought it was squashed. I thought the girlfriend came out and said that it was okay. And then they kept doing further investigation and just kind of kind of seemed like every month or so, um, Twitter would remind you that, like, hey, we're still investigating this. Like, there's something there. And I think, like, a week ago or a week and a half ago, they were, you know, reporting about that he can be suspended, you know, maybe one to two games. They're going to see. And then, yeah, this just happened with the bar fight incident. It's just more – I don't think this would be that big of news if it wasn't for what was already being talked about. It's just really bad timing. Um there's a police report. His name's not on it. Witnesses said he broke someone's nose. Whatever. I mean, I mean, saw Des tweeting out today, like, hey, he could have been defending himself. Like, let's just hear about the details first. So, um, it's just bad timing. But if he does get suspended, say, two or three games, then you have to, in, at least in possibly our draft, definitely redrafts, take a shot at McFadden or Morris. I mean, it's, I don't think either of them are owned. Or, or is that someone, if you're not nah, probably one of your two teams... But if you're in the that six to seven tier group, you would say that can make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. What would you give, or what do you think I should give to you know McFadden can be a RB one for two to three weeks? Yeah, I mean, I think it's if you need a running back, especially if you're thin at running back, why not take a shot? Like a third. So, I, I would honestly, it just is unfortunate that you have picked fifteen because I wouldn't use fifteen, but I would say mid mid to late second. Really? Yeah. Well, that's where I think he was a thousand yard runner two years ago. I'm not sure if I would. He's only a rental. But I'm like saying if you're weeks. a contending team. I'm not saying me or you right now. I mean, yeah, I'm saying like, I mean, you know the you know If it's the like, Rod, I, I could see Rodgers trying to grab him at like 28 or 26 or whatever whatever pick Because this is. was like last year Maybe. with Williams when Bell was, you knew exactly. he was Exactly, he did the exact same thing. Yeah, it panned out really well. And he the same thing with Famulari. Why wouldn't Famulari use 23 or 25 there? Especially because he has 16. It depends on the amount of games, spot. I feel like. I feel like four games, yes, definitely. But I feel like if it's like one or two... I would say one definitely not. Two, I just see I'm playing. Two, I don't think so either. Well, like no offense, like I play you week one. I don't know. I play week two. I play Kojak week one. No, no, I'm saying like me. Like if, uh, I, if I'm thinking, do I need uh, him yeah, to win these me. two games? Of course. If I have like kind of an easy path, the first two, I probably don't take him. because yeah. then, then he is useless. When he yeah, that makes back. sense. So that plays into factor too. Your schedule. So now, who who do you like better in this situation? Do you to Alfred Morris or McFadden? McFadden. McFadden. Well, I like them both, but probably McFadden. Morris has the touchdown upside. McFadden's proven already in Dallas, too. Morris didn't do bad. He just didn't do as good as McFadden. Yeah. Morris didn't have nearly as the amount of yeah, the volume, as McFadden. Yeah. I mean, if you gave either of them equal volume, it's probably going to yeah. be similar numbers. Yep. But they're going to give McFadden the, the edge there. Um, I'm trying to think, is is Martin going to be suspended for... Is that is like for sure Doug? or no? Yeah. Yeah, I think he's got... So, it was... Me, me and Itzler were actually going back and forth. It was an article. I think it might have been a typo. That um, he's only serving three-game suspension. Because maybe he had... His fourth one was one of the last games of last year. Which I don't know if that's accurate. But I know it was a four-game suspension. So, who gets taken first? Say Zeke is also spent at three games. Quiz or McFadden? I'd have to say McFadden. Just yeah. Be, yeah, yeah. I mean, Jaquiz showed he can produce with the volume. But he also has um, your boy, who's a possible roster decision now. A roster decision. Then you also have McNichols. They like Peyton Barber a lot. That's yeah. just a, a much That's more true. crowded yeah, backfield. Has a lot less. Yeah. yeah. But both could be, you know, a third, fourth round rental draft picks in our draft or right. other drafts. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I would definitely be willing to take a shot. 
Um, so last last running back we have um, interesting tidbit here. Le'Veon Bell um, does not sign his contract with the Steelers. What are your thoughts, Jeff? Yeah, I mean, as a, as a Steeler fan, I'm unhappy about it, obviously, but you know, they just couldn't agree on a deal. And I mean, he's still under the franchise tag for this year. So really, this is kind of a hypothetical for next year because he's going to be with the Steelers all year this year. But, you know, I'm optimistic. I think that they'll get a deal done. And I think that he'll he'll play his ass off this year and he'll be, you know, a top-tier running back like he always is. But he, his numbers will be better than they have been before. And I think that he has a little chip on his shoulder. And if I'm Rodgers, I'm super pumped to have him because I feel like he's going to play with that chip on his shoulder. Yeah, he, he wants to get paid. He exactly. wants he wants to get paid. And that was his thing coming out. It was uh, I remember all the knocks coming out. He was what he was too small or he wasn't fast enough. The whole night. I remember him tweeting about it after he he had a couple of dominant seasons. So mm-hmm. I feel like he always has a chip on his shoulder. But I, I agree. I think he's going to do very well as long as he stays healthy. Did you see his super passive aggressive text that he sent like no, a couple hours a- later? He said, "I guess I just got to get better." Dot dot dot. I love that. That's that's exactly. I how, love. I, see, I don't know this. How many times in a row can you franchise tag somebody? I think, keep, I think it's unlimited. So they just I, keep I doing this until your like is retired. Like I don't until they don't want to pay him whatever the five average. I forget. You know, they average out yeah. the top whatever amount of salaries and give it to him. They just they just keep doing this until they feel like he's not worth it. How when you do that? I don't know. I feel like there must be a limit. Yeah. Well, I, I just don't know how many times you use it on the same player, especially if you're trying to build everything else. That's there what I'm wondering. Someone like, there has the to player. be someone else, yeah. Oh, or just someone else, yeah. And Maybe then if they try to do it again, you can, like, decline it, maybe? I, yeah, I don't know. It just seems like, why wouldn't you keep doing that? There must be a, a, a logical reason. Just refuse to play not... or something. Just, like, bad relationship. You probably just don't want it. But your boy, Eric, Connor, that's... stock's on the rise. Stock is on the rise, man. Stock's got to be on the rise. I, I've been saying it since day one. I love James Conner. I obviously, obviously thinking of 2014 James Conner when he was basically the ACC player of the year. Fell in love with him. Um, just a monster bruising power back that has some decent speed. Um, but obviously with the whole thing with leukemia, he's had a long road back. Torn ACL, torn MCL. He blew out his knees the whole nine. Um, but I like I said, he's a couple of, he's a years removed from the, the ACL injury. He's now cancer-free. He's a very, very hardworking individual. Mm-hmm. That's been the common thread throughout everything. He's mm-hmm. the opposite of Doriel Greenbeckham. Works very, very hard <laughs> for everything that I've seen and all the reviews that I've heard. And I mentioned this on the post-draft, um, after we recap some of the Steelers' picks and other picks, that my dad thought, because at first it was like, why are we taking these offensive players? And to his point, maybe it's coming to fruition where the Steelers have like a no-bullshit attitude where if you have a pass, you possibility he can get suspended again if he if he ever violated whatever it is suspension would be probably longer than four games you know he he's demanding a high price rightfully so but he kind of suspected they were drafting a possible replacement for him in case they, he's become too much of a hassle and he's not worth the risk of shelling out all his money to when he's one slip up for being suspended half a season full season so that could be what this is franchise tag in one year and then hey if you don't want to sign the deal we're wanting to give you there's a door I don't think that's the same with the juju to um, Antonio Brown because Brown doesn't really have like the off field I think that was more for Martavis yeah exactly yeah yeah, that's what I meant to say but I think the Connor thing could be a play for just not wanting to deal with Bell anymore absolutely and that's the other thing the Steelers really don't miss draft picks very often they don't and I was also going to point out that Pittsburgh has like no good backup running backs Correct. And James Conner is from Pittsburgh, played at Pitt, yep. obviously. 
So it was kind of like a perfect kind of scenario for him. That's it. It's the perfect story. It's the perfect story yeah. the NFL needs right now. And you could wonder, with Big Ben flirting with retirement this year, say he retires next year, do they want to have, if possibly they're in a rebuild, say, do you want to sign this a running back, a position that doesn't stay, you know, have a long lifetime in the NFL? Do you want to give a lot of money, like give up a lot of your salary cap, to an older running back, he's still younger, but you know what I mean, with your franchise quarterback maybe not there. So you're really just having him and you don't have all the other pieces you may need to do a complete rebuild when you can maybe just start fresh with Connor and, you know, kind of get younger. Yeah, I agree. I think they're going to start making the youth movement too, especially if Big Ben's going to retire. I think they start the youth movement to bring the quarterback in so they all grow up together and, mm-hmm. and yeah. have that rapport. I think they that's know, a great They know move. what they're doing and I trust them. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Wholeheartedly, so... Yeah, they're, uh, that's one thing they are very, very good at. But interesting to see what Rodgers is going to do with Bell, you know, come playoff time, if he's going to take the risk and hold on to him or try to deal him. I don't know. It'll be interesting. Depends on. I think it depends on how his team does. Yeah. But we will see. Uh, up next, let's move to wide receiver news. We have a handful of, of players to talk about. Uh, the first is, is Robbie Anderson. Uh, not a lock for the Jets' third wide receiver position. Not not a surprise. I mean, we, we he's definitely got some upside, but at the same time, he's not a great, great wide receiver. And especially in a core that has a lot of slot, the, there's a lot of question marks. We don't know who's going to emerge. So I guess my question to you guys is, is how do you feel about Robbie Anderson? Do you think he can lock in a third wide receiver spot, maybe even push for a number two? Or do you think he's just going to fall to someone else? And, and if so, who would you pick out of the Jets wide receiving core? Well, I think that answer is obvious. I think it's Quincy Nunez, who I would yep. clearly choose as uh, their their number one receiver for for me. Um, I don't see why Robbie Anderson can't be a wide receiver too. You know, they have Ardarius Stewart there, who is a rookie, needs to prove himself. And then I'm drawing a blank on any other their other receivers. Uh, so Sharon Peak, Sharon Peak um, was, was a like rookie, a, rookie from last year. Is he converted running back though? No. He's uh he was a wide receiver from Clemson last year. He got hurt and was behind like Sammy Watkins, Martavis Bryant, the whole nine. Okay. He's a good receiver, just the main knock on him is his hands are a little bit small. So he's the opposite of the receiver that you're looking for. But he's not he's not a bad wide receiver by any means. Um then they also drafted Chad Hansen this year, who a lot of people oh, like. All right. It's um, Deuce's boy. It is Deuce's boy. Um, there were rumors that he might have taken him. Or might be taking him this year's draft. And what I didn't know is that they also have Devin Street and Katie Cannon. Interesting. Ooh. Interesting, though. I mean, Katie Cannon's small, but he's got a lot of upside. I was surprised when he got cut so quickly from, um, I think he was on the Eagles or the 49ers. For I'm going to say Miami. I'm not sure, though. Maybe. Yeah, he, he, he was he was. He got picked up and got, signed, got yeah, dropped, yeah, dropped like, immediately, immediately yeah. um, which was kind of surprising to me. So maybe maybe he shows some potential. So I think besides Quincy and Inunua, it's a battle for wide receiver, too. Correct. Yeah, everyone is battling right now. Now, see, I've been on record liking Robbie Anderson a lot. You do. Previous to this. Kind of based on how last year ended, like, I like, the reason I went after A-Rob, which, you know, that could just be a fluke, but I like targets, guys. Whether or not you're getting the receptions or not, can be a lot to do with your quarterback play, just the offense in general. But if you're getting targeted, it's just potential. And obviously that mainly had to do with Bryce Petty playing quarterback. Now they have McCown, I guess Slot is their quarterback one, but... Who's to say if, if Bryce Petty is going to be the starting quarterback? I'm taking Robbie Anderson just based on obviously the chemistry, either they had in practice or something was there that it translated immediately into the game where 
whether or not he put up great fantasy numbers, but he was just getting way more targets than anyone else was. And unfortunately, I also liked Darius Stewart just because it was the proposed question of the second rounder who could outperform first rounders. He's going to have the two surgeries, so I don't know if his development or, you know, chemistry with the other quarterbacks is going to be delayed because of those surgeries. But, I mean, maybe I probably knew what does the best, but if I'm going to trade for one, I'd rather pay a little cheaper and get Robbie Anderson than pay the premium for a new off. Because I think their numbers could be relatively similar. Especially in PBR League, I kind of, if, if Petty's there, I mean, it's a big asterisk, but I think if I'm going to trade for one, I'm going to trade for Robbie Anderson. I agree. Yeah, I feel like you can get Robbie Anderson for maybe like a fourth round pick versus a new and while you need at least a second. That's a fair point. To be honest, I don't want any of them. Okay. I, 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 would, I, would, I honestly would take a shot on a couple of them just because of how cheap they are. Neither of them are that old, right? They're pretty. They're all super young. Yeah, they're all super young, and all they're they need super to do cheap. is land one good quarterback. Exactly, and their value would skyrocket. If I'm if I'm picking in the fifth round, I absolutely might take a shot on him, depending who's available. It, it, it's risk risk reward. You know, I mean, who cares if you don't if you don't hit? Sorry. I was thinking about taking him when before I traded my late second to you. Yep. For Henry, I had Robbie Anderson on my radar for. Yeah. I mean, maybe I was going to overvalue. Him, I thought Sneed was available too. Yeah. Meredith. No, I had a lot. Yeah, I had a couple targets. But that's also good I didn't have another pick till the yeah, fourth yeah. round, so I was going to reach for somebody. But, yeah, maybe I'm just higher on Robbie Anderson than other people are. But hopefully it pans out. Completely fair. Um, so next next piece of wide receiver news, uh, Allen Robinson uh, joining the uh, popular thing to do this offseason, working out with Randy Moss. <laughs> it just mm-hmm. seemed like a lot of receivers just working out with Everyone just wants, <laughs> wants to work out with Randy Moss. <laughs> do you remember who declined working out with Randy Moss? I do not. <laughs> Like on Treadwell. <laughs> well, it's because Treadwell knows what he's doing. You know what I mean, we're, we're good. We're, we're, we're good. That's hilarious. Treadwell knows everything. We're good. Complete, okay. complete faith okay. in Treadwell. Um, yes, yeah, so A Rob will be. Form right now. No, go away. Okay. Um, a Rob will be working out with Randy Moss. Um, it's interesting because what we were talking about before is why the community is starting to become lower on Allen Robinson. I, I, I don't agree with it. I think Allen Robinson is, is an elite talent in dynasty fantasy football i think he's somebody you want to get like we said you have blake bortles who can give Allen robinson the volume and i think that's possibly one of the knocks on him is that when that volume goes away when they convert to a mostly running offense is he going to be putting up the same numbers which i like to think he will but i can't say for sure mm-hmm. do you guys buy into the fact are you or are you buying or selling a rob right now neither well, you can't be neither. If I were, if I were in Ed shoes, I'm, that's a stupid point. Never mind. Well, no. If, I you, would if, be, I, if you if you had him like me, do you think I should be trying to get? Do you think I should try to dump him now before his value could possibly decrease more? I or he, I don't think you do. No, I, I think you. I I'm on the I'm on the page where you have to hold him at this point. Yeah, I, that's I, I think what his I was value will yeah. go will go up. I I don't see it declining any more than it is. People are just scared because he had a, a year that wasn't as dominant as the year prior. Last year, mm-hmm. correct, which makes total sense, and I get why you would buy or sell him, but I personally would not. Yeah, I have no. I still still think he's an elite talent. I would need multiple first. One of them being probably in one hundred one to get rid of him. I probably wouldn't give one hundred two in any other yeah. first room. So yeah, I mean, I like that they have a running game. I mean, most. I'm trying to think of the top running wide receivers in our league. Maybe besides T.Y. Hilton. Well, Frank Gore's still good. Like, all of them have a functioning running game. You need that. You can't just yeah. pass the ball 55 times 
like you need to keep the defense honest, and he's obviously going to get doubled the majority of the time he's going downfield anyway. If you know they're going to be passing every time, mainly because they're always down. But like you know, Brown, Bell, you know, Julio has Freeman. Like they're, all the top wide receivers usually have pretty good running game. Yeah. So I was happy when they drafted Fournette because of that. Helps Bortles, helps A. Rob. So I don't really get the communities down on him. I feel like just our league's down on him. I mean. I guess well, some no, polls even, teeter. even if you go on the polls, a lot of polls teeter surprisingly away from A-Rob. It's kind of like, well, we've talked about it too. It's it's like the girl had the same effect. He had a really good rookie year, a down sophomore year, and then people kind of, for better or for worse, like find other reasons to not Correct. want yep. to like him. It's not just he had a down year. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, they have no quarterback play, and it's this and that. When yep. a year ago, that was no issue, and it was fine. Yep. And I think the, the community being... You know, outrageously low on Gurley is the same with A. Rob. Where if this was a year ago, you'd be giving up multiple three firsts for him, and now it's like no one wants to touch him for some reason. Yeah, I agree. It's very strange. And uh, last bit of wide receiver news, uh, my boy, dog shit Green Beckham, uh, actually got cut and cleared waivers. Um, you want to take this one? You know, I'd love to take this one. <laughs> take, uh, take I wish I, I was. I was actually saying earlier today as well. I wish I would have been able to have his Instagram stories prior. To me, trading for him. Just because watching him, it just seems like all he's doing is like videoing himself and working out. He's not really working out that hard. It, it Maybe that's just what he's portraying, but it just doesn't look like he's doing much. Like he like posted a picture of... Give me an example. He posted a picture of like his McLaren and he was like going in, like the doors are <laughs> popping open in between like a workout session. There's like a workout session, he's putting up a bench like once, then he gets okay. up and then like looks at the camera... <laughs> Then he's doing these shoulder presses and like looking at the camera, like smiling. Like okay. maybe maybe it's just this session that he's doing. He also his feet didn't look very fast when he was doing his ladder drills. He just like looked very slow. And then he would stop and look at the camera, like smile at it. Um, he's posting pictures with his girlfriend, his cars. I think he's just more preoccupied with living the baller lifestyle versus actually putting in the work and effort. Is what I'm seeing. I think all the talent's there. I think the size is there. It just I don't think he's going to put it together, unfortunately. And I, I think that's why all the I think that's why he continues to bounce around from team to team. Okay, well said. Um, so you still have him, right? I'm, I'm I can't let go. It's almost like Josh Gordon at this point. I, I just can't give him up. You know what I mean? Well, I, if I someone got offered you a third, would you do it? I would think about it. Maybe I would jump on that if I were. Yeah, he's not even rostered. I would. I would maybe do the third. Jumping back though, I just found a poll. Four hundred sixty-four votes. Let's go back to the running back question is who are you more worried about suspension wise long term in dynasty so bell already has you know the suspension one strike away from being a long term zeke now has these piling on off-season issues and i think people are starting to get worried if something bigger is in the horizon for him if he can't handle all this fame so who are you more worried about long term in dynasty or the options again bell just and bell and zeke hmm uh, I'm a little biased, but probably Zeke. Yeah, I'm gonna say Bell. I was gonna say Bell too. It's fa- I mean, it's fair. The league wasn't Bell's like marijuana related or no? Yeah. So the league seems to be a little harsher on that. For, for it's dumb, but a repeat offender of that, we've already seen what can happen. This whole domestic violence thing—they're not even talking about more than a couple games, and it's not like I just don't think that's something that will be repeated you know what I mean where 
I feel like these guys who smoke pot are going to smoke pot and try to get away with it. it just, I don't know, it's more casual. You know, it's, it's not yeah, like two yeah. very drastically different things. Granted, Zeke, you know, he grabbed that girl's top at the parade, and now he's fighting guys at bars, now he's doing this. But I would agree with Bell just because the leash is a little shorter. But, I don't know, I'm not too worried about Zeke, honestly. Yeah, I agree. I Eric, think I think he's going to just continue to mature. I mean, he's a young kid right now. You know what I mean? Le'Veon's a little bit older, and he's still, like I said, smoking weed. And like I said, I think people that smoke weed are going to continue to smoke weed. I think that's a great point. Um, I think Zeke figures it out. So, 59% said Zeke. They're more worried about him. Out of 400, now 465 votes. That's just saying the allegations are harsher. You're right about Bell being on a short leash, but I just think his allegations like could involve jail time and stuff. Yeah, I mean, we see... I mean, how often do NFL players actually get arrested, like, in jail? I mean, Dante Stallworth murdered someone with his car <laughs> and got a four-game Also, suspension. Jerry Jones is going to buy everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just like the All the evidence, team. yeah. Yeah. So. Exactly. Interesting but for the community, though. That's my favorite thing ever, is four-game suspension for vehicular manslaughter. Josh Brown, like, beat his wife several times in one-game suspension. Le'Veon Bell smokes weed, four-game suspension. It's not exactly... <laughs> Makes sense, NFL. It's not exactly equal. It's not how you would say equal. No, no. So that being said, let's continue on with the show. Uh, we do actually have a couple of trades and bets in our league. Um, as you would assume, take take a guess who this one who this one uh, includes. Hmm. 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 You? It's a great guess, and it's accurate. Oh, I did wow. trade with Itzler. What do I win? Um, absolutely nothing. Oh, cool. Um, <laughs> so it, it is unfortunate too for all the all the all of you who are listening. I still have not made a trade as an engaged man, and that needs to change. Granted, it's only been two days, and I, I actually today sent out 13 offers, one to each of our league mates, thinking I could spark something. Nothing happened yet, but it's early. I'll probably continue them into tomorrow. <laughs> but here's a trade that I made prior. Me and Itzler had a previous trade that was very long and detailed. This one builds on that one. So in order for me to obtain a first, so this would be my fourth 2018 first-round pick, I gave Andrew Itzler um, two extra uses of my waiver. So now he can use my waiver three times in 2017. I also gave him pick 43 this year and two 2018 seconds that I had. All for this first round pick. So now I have four firsts. Very happy about that. Hopefully I can hold on to them. Uh, For the two extra waiver uses, pick 43 and two seconds. What are your your thoughts? Whose first was it? Because last time I looked at your tracker, it may not be updated. You only have three first. You have Greg, Fanny, Yeah, I didn't didn't add it. I have Secklers now, too. Officially, I have Secklers. I always had it, but so now I locked it all of four of them. I mean, the waiver thing is, I think that was like a, I don't know if you got like kind of suckered into that, because I think it was brought up like once he uses it once, it's not going to be good anymore. We don't know. It's it's, it's really a burn for you. I don't think it's like a huge reward for him. But what else? So what else is so there? so he can use your waiver three times. Three times. And so like so, so like when mind, he uses so it one starts, overall, it goes go down to fourteen. Back. Correct. But think of think of how quick the the bottom seven cycle through. The bottom seven cycle through very quickly. Mm-hmm. The top six or seven do not. Yeah. So realistically, he's going to get one hopefully high upside, very good guy. And then two guys that are functional flex players, in my opinion. So think of like a very solid player, two flex players, two seconds, and a, a, a shot at 43 for a rookie pick this year. Yeah. For a first. What's that? Do you know whose seconds they were? It was um, Kojaks and... 
I think. Uh, Robs. Robs. And 43 is about like a third round pick in ours? Fourth. <laughs> oh, actually, with the um, with the two, it just made it into the third. It's the last pick of the third round. So two seconds and a third and three waivers for a first. Yeah. I'd probably rather have the first. Yeah, I think me too, but... It's, just, it's a hard trade to wrap my head around. Yeah, there's just a lot going on. There's so many moving parts. There's a lot going on. And it, like I said, it depends on if he makes a terrible waiver move. Like yeah. If he picks someone, someone horrific, then it's I won. If he picks up someone legitimate, he's he won. True. Yeah. All right. We'll leave it at that then. Yeah, absolutely. I'll decide the trade. Great trade. <laughs> uh, so now two bets as well. Um, first, we'll, actually three bets. So we'll speak about them all. Two potential top 28 running backs in our league. Me versus Itzler in both of them. LeGarrette Blunt and Theo Riddick. Mm-hmm. I bet Itzler that I do not think LeGarrette Blunt will be a top 28 running back. I, I honestly think he will be a top 28 running back. We were just in the middle of it. I wanted to put it at top 24. Um, I think he will be in that 20, 30 to 25 range. I think that's where he'll end up. Okay. But it's going to be close. Then the other one was Riddick will be a top twenty-eight running back. Which one of these do you like? Do you think you have a preference of one or the other? One over the other? I think I like the Riddick side. Okay, being a being a top twenty-eight running back because who else is in that backfield besides Abdullah? It's Abdullah. You have injury. Zach Zenner. You have Dwayne Washington. Um, just so my argument is that since it's a PPR league, mm-hmm. they're going to use Theo Riddick in the slot. Mm-hmm. So even if they give yeah. Abdullah the majority of carries and then Zenner goal line, mm-hmm. he's still going to put up points. He's still going to have a couple catches a game, and I think that's going to translate to points. I think they both could be top 28 running backs. Yeah, it's, it's, definitely, it's definitely possible. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to argue that. And that was, that was the one thing, and we were just so far into the other bet that it kind of just But they could also it. not be. So it's Correct. Like, it's, they could also be running back 50-50 to me. Um, I'd also pick Theo. I think Blonde has more quality competition, and I just don't see him... I mean, obviously, he was a high RB1. I just see him regressing a lot from where he was on the Patriots, just given the other, really four other running backs you can argue are going to take maybe three. With Smallwood, your boy, you know, Sproles, Matthews. Who's the other, they have another rookie there, too, that they drafted. Um, um, they, p- they picked up, um, what's, his, what's his face off waivers, the guy from Wisconsin? Byron Marshall. So uh, he, was, he was last year. He was Corey a wide receiver Clement. running back. Yeah, Corey, Corey Clement from Wisconsin. Yeah. So, I mean, they have a lot of guys there. And it increased, you know, passing game with Alshon. So, I don't know. I kind of like Theo's spot better, especially in the PPR format, which we are. Um, I would probably lean toward both of them not being RB2s. But I would have to make a list to figure out, like, who would actually put ahead of them. Yeah. Just on the, like, on the spot, I just don't think of either of them as an RB2. But if I actually like, made a list of all the running backs, maybe one of them squeezes in there. Absolutely. Uh, now, the last bet was actually just straight up. More fantasy points in our league. Uh, Devontae Booker versus Samaj Piran. Who do you got? Samaj Piran. I do as well. Did, wasn't this my bet? Yeah. I think so, yeah. Yeah, Samaj Piran all day. Okay. We all know my thoughts on Samaj Piran. And I, hate, I don't like Booker. Yeah, I think it's Anderson been... is still a decent back. I agree. Like, he's shown he can be he produced. Booker really hasn't shown much. I don't know. I think Piran has the chance to go in there and immediately be the RB1, where Booker's still kind of find that backup role. I I think it's going to be closer than we think, but I, I also think Samaje edges him out. I, th- I think it's going to be... I think Booker does actually play relatively well. CJ Anderson does have the injury history. Yeah, that's um, true. But, but I, I, do th- I do agree. I think Piran edges him out a little bit. 
We're missing a bet, too. We're missing the uh, Greg and Itzler bet who would be last, me or Itzler. Let's let's talk about it. Well, Itzler said, made a comment saying that we should get a hot chick to fill my team so that her punishment could be to uh, Cersei shame walk down the street. Oh, that's right. <laughs> so I, kind I of like peripherally calling me out saying we'd be the worst team, yeah. which is fine. I, we call him out all the time on the, on the podcast. So I said, let's bet on it. If you think you're going to be better than me, let's throw some money out. I said 50 bucks. He uh, he wouldn't do record, but he would do points. Okay. And I was like, no, I'm only going to do record. Whatever happened. And then Greg jumps in. Greg's like, if you're not going to do the bet with Chad, do it with me. <laughs> then he bets Greg the same thing that he was didn't want to bet me, but he thought it was for points, but it was actually record. And then it was just this whole clusterfuck of... It was chaos. It was... I, I, I guess this is a day that I wasn't miss in the chat. I missed, I missed all of it. Every time Greg and Itzler get in it... It's, it's amazing. It's, it's at least it's like a 300 message it's amazing. thing you're going to be missing. And then there was talks. Itzler said, I'll avoid the trade with Greg if you want to be the new Greg and just do the bet with me. And I, and I didn't even answer. I said, just whatever, do the bet with Greg. So, so if, who's if, coming in last? So if you no, if you were to make the bet, I understand his point because your division's a little easier. He has to. I think code. I mean, it's sort of our divisions. I just think it's better. I it is with it absolutely with is. me, Wire, Greg, Rising Ridge, Fam. Like he just naturally has a way harder schedule than you. And I still think like he might not even be a good bet for you because he probably will have more points than you because I really think he's trying to prove us wrong this year. For better or for worse, because I've said it before, he should just still be rebuilding and accept a, a bad team. But I think he's just, you know, he's trying hard to prove our podcast wrong for having him last. And you're still kind of re- in rebuild mode. So it's there's a chance you probably will have less points than them. But probably a better record just because you get to play Eric twice. You get to play, I forget who else is, and not going your division twice. That's Maybe fine. Tiz. So you have a possibility of getting four wins just kind of showing up where the schedule's a little harder. That's why I said I, I would do record. But if we're doing record, he's going to finish below you. I think the projections actually had him in the middle of the pack. They did. Even though the projections are kind of fucked up right now because they have one, they have everyone getting the same thing every single week. Oh, it's also um, it's also we haven't drafted yet. We still have Ridge. Ridge is going to skyrocket. Train well, he doesn't really skyrocket. have any first. I don't know if any like they don't really love rookies that much. I don't even think like if Chad drives a tight end, if it's going to impact him that much. The only thing's going to impact when we said when like Tiz has, has Kaepernick. Correct. So he has he's even projected points. Uh, no, he's projected zero. So, because I think as of now, either Ridge or Tiz is projected last. And when um, Miles Jack gets my points, I'll probably move up significantly. In the yeah, 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 yeah. Um, cool. <laughs> okay, so yeah, uh, a lot of good bets. It was, it was a fun, it was a really fun conversation in the chat. Yeah. If you're not making bets in your league, you're not doing it right. We must have like 15 bets out there. There's, there's a lot of <laughs> I mean, bets four out there. Then, I think. Um, so I think let's. Eighty percent are either it's or. I think we started calculating, like, Muller has, like, $400 and, like, you know, like, 80 beers out there, like, on, like, pending. There's there's 15 listed right now. Well, no, the two of them, so there's, oh, yeah, you're right, 15. 15 listed, and that's not including um, our theoretic bet, so 16. It's not bad, especially right. since it's just charted. Um, so let's move on to the next segment. Uh, Chad, you got some trades for us? We do. I, we got some trades. 
I haven't clicked on any of these polls, so we'll see what shows up here. Okay. Um, scrolling through. I'd like to try to find the ones that like look even on the surface. Okay. Kenny Galladay or Duke Johnson? Hmm. I'd, I'd probably go Duke. Um, Kenny Galladay, although he's getting a lot of hype, we don't know what he's going to do. Um, Duke Johnson is, is great in the passing game, and he's going to get his opportunities in Cleveland, especially with that dominant offensive line. Um, all, in on, all in on Duke, I think he has a decent season. I'm with you with Duke. Yeah, I agree. There's really more to add to that. 55 Duke. It's pretty close. Closer than I thought. Yeah. Galladay hype is there. Okay. It's definitely there. We only we've had him projected or mocked in either of our mocks so far. Of the, of the first not, two rounds. Not in the second round. In the th- third round, he was projected. You think that's where he's going to go? Yeah. That's, I was going to take him at 35 when I had 35. But I don't have that anymore. <laughs> 101 and 210. Or 104, 110, and 205. How's 110 trading 110? 210. Two, oh, 210. My apologies. 101 and 210. You guys can take this. I'll take the playoff. Okay. <laughs> so I'd rather have Fournette and uh, Galloway at 210 than or McCaffrey... I, like I Ingram, Ingram and like I, I think I take I take I take one on one. I'm taking yeah, one on one. Fifty nine percent on the other side. Really? Mm-hmm. It's surprising. Really? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think maybe, uh, well, you know what it is. It's whoever you think like it's whoever you're mocking. Correct. I think we're having Mixon third. If Mixon's at one hundred four, then it's different. Then yeah. it changes my mind. Or they're bit. saying they might be saying Cook goes four. Yeah. You kind of need to put in parentheses, like, kind of what you're mocking, I guess. But I guess the pick is just whatever you value. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I think I think I still go one-on-one. You right, we kind of have McCaffrey being a one at 104 right now. So. All right, Ezekiel Elliott or The Crow, Devonta Adams in 102. Ooh. I, I had The Crow side. I take the crow side. Definitely Zeke. I, I would also go Zeke side. Because then I can, I can go Corey crow. Da- Corey Davis, Crow, and Devontae Adams. Or it could be Fournette, depending on how you write. A lot of people have Corey Davis going one overall. Oh, okay. Well, I don't. So I'm, I'm going to take Zeke. Zeke, 51%. That's what I'm saying. It's close. <laughs> it's I think super, the, super close, man. I'm surprised how close these are. It's... Well, I mean, so in all, in all honesty, like, my thing aside, I know I've obviously been high on Crow forever. The the Crow hype is real. It's actually <laughs> legitimately real. He's a third-round startup pick right now. That's he's crazy. Good. He's, he's crazy. being slept on. I'll agree with you. He's being slept on. He is underrated. He is. I got made fun of him for taking in the 10th round last year of, of all my drafts. Okay. 108 and 111 or Elshon? One more time. 108 and 111 or Elshon? The two first. Yeah, same. Yeah, me too. 53%. We're not a big Alshon podcast, though. We're not. I, I do I do like Alshon a lot. I think I'd just take the two first this year, though. Yeah. I agree. Tyler Eifert or Calvin Benjamin in a 2018 second? Eifert. I, I don't know if I trust Benjamin. I don't know if I trust Eifert. Eifert, yeah. I like Eifert. He's always hurt, though. Yeah, I'm probably taking Benjamin in a second. Mm. It's got to be like an early second. Because you don't know. I mean, my team needs Eifert more than... Yeah. I feel like Deuce got rid of Eifert for, like, not that much. No, he traded it to me. It was, um... I think he gave it to Hitler. Oh, yeah, I traded it to Deuce, so that's what I was thinking of. I got it from you for, like, a you, g- you gave him to me. I gave him to you. 
and that ridiculous deal. I, I we won't bring it up. Okay. It's okay. Two for four. It's, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, I could trade for me there. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> it was it was um because he was he was hurt like right away. I probably was gonna just caught him. Yeah. I just gave him away for anything. All right. Damn it. Uh, last one, and then we can wrap this uh, up. All right. Um. Okay. Here we go. Crowder. Or O.J. Howard and Juju Smith-Schuster. I, I gotta go O.J. and I would Juju. Go OJ yeah, Juju. I love Crowder. But for Dynasty, it's probably better two team players to have. 60-40, O.J. side. Yeah. The Crowder hype has been equally as real. Though. Oh, no, absolutely. I'm I, not, not going to say I'm not going to say I posted him. It's like, it's too much now. Like, I bought him months ago from Rob. Yep. And I'm not saying like I was ahead of the pack of the, the hype. Because it was, I thought he was solid last year. But now it's like every breakthrough article, like top breakthrough people, every update is just like gushing over him. And now I'm getting like worried. It's like, all right, too much. Like, like, like going to be a little slept on. Especially for my redraft. Sell, sell high. Sell him for like three first right now. No, I need him. Right. Oh, what do you first. guys think about this one? This one's interesting. <laughs> this will be the okay. all right. last one. We'll do okay. the closer. Stefan Diggs and Chris Conley or Terrell Pryor and Adam Thielen? The second one. Yeah, I go TP and Thielen. We lost that. By how much? 51-49. Oh, it's still super 369 close. Votes. Who was in the first one besides Conley? Diggs. I'm not, I'm not that high yeah, on Yeah, I'm, I'm honestly not as high as everyone is on Diggs either. The other, yeah. Because Thielen's going to be there, and he's still going to produce probably flex options. and Chris Conley TV. sucks. Yeah. Chris he, doesn't, he doesn't suck. He's, he's never he's not, done anything he's just like not, three He's years. not the right player for that offense. That's why. He's not the right player for that offense. I'm surprised I'd lost. But... What are you going to do? Community likes dicks, I guess. What are you going to do? So that's going to do it for this week's edition of the Elite Dynasty Podcast. You guys have any closing thoughts? Anything you want to get on the air before we wrap this one up? Oh, do you know what's in 12 days? What's in 12 days, Chad? Oh, should we take turns saying it? The mother of all. (laughs) God damn it. (laughs) Drafts. God damn it, Eric. It's literally in the event in in our groomie is the motherfucking draft. Oh, the motherfucking draft's up next. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I could not be more excited. I've been waiting for this um, for 364 days. Pretty much 365 days since the last one ended. Since, I don't, be, since before the last one happened? Yeah, before, before the last one, one happened. I've been looking forward to this one. Because of how hyped up the 2017 class was. That's yeah. all I've been thinking about. I haven't slept in 365 days. I'm ready for this. And I have one pick. It's pick 61 in the fifth round. Nice. So, yeah, we'll have one more pre-draft episode. And then I think we we spoke. We you guys came up with the fantastic idea to essentially live run our own draft with interviews. Won't be live, but it'll be a, it'll be a nice little nice little treat. Yeah, think about recording some things, some voiceovers, some interviews, a little EDP media presence at the draft. I uh, I gotta start working on my commission speech. I will give you that. But it, yeah, it, it will be, be good. There. It will be up and ready to go. I can promise you that. Good. Looking forward to As it. As an engaged man, I expect a lot of you now. Don't worry. I'm. Uh, if it's one thing I can do is I can um, whip my penis. I mean, uh, make a speech. Hmm? Yeah, definitely make a speech. Definitely what did you make say a there speech. beforehand? No, it was a speech. Ah. Oh, okay, cool. Um, so everyone, thank you once again for listening. Uh, we're very happy to be back. Hopefully we can consistently uh, run a couple of shows in a row without uh, life taking over. And uh, Chad, you want to throw them with the uh, social medias? Sure, it's at Elite Dynasty Pod. That's it. That's on it. Facebook, That's it. Twitter, <laughs> Instagram. Sorry, I'm like sweating profusely. It's so hot in this living Yeah. Room. It's very, very not cold. Just please end this. <laughs> Have a great night, everyone. Take care. Peace.